Hey guys, this is Brandon DeVere, and you're listening to the Learn For Two podcast. So here's the thing. After being in the real estate industry for over a decade, I realized the old model was broken. There was no way out, no end in sight. So I decided to ditch the masses and create my own opportunity. One that would put myself and others in a position to retire when we want to. This podcast is my journey to teach as many people as possible to do the same. My name is Brandon DeVere, and welcome to the Learn For Two podcast. Hey guys, welcome back. Learn for Two podcast. This is Brandon DeVere and thank you as always for tuning in and sharing your time with me. Always appreciate it and appreciate you. Uh, just a quick update from yesterday. Uh, my daughter was in their first playoff game for middle school soccer and it looks like they will be advancing, which they'll play uh, in order to win the championship. They're going to play every night this week. So we got a game today. Uh, we'll see how that goes. 345 kickoff time and I'm pretty excited about that. Um, so I just got off a call with, uh, if you're familiar with who Heath Evans is, uh, Heath Evans was a fullback slash halfback tailback. Um, when he played for, uh, the Seahawks, Dolphins, Saints, and also the Patriots. And he, <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to admit it today, but he, he crushed my soul with, uh, with a story that he told. And it's, it is the similar story that, you know, there's so many people. The, well, really, let me get let me backtrack here for a second. I have a sheet of of uh, notes that I took here that I will be I'll be cherry picking from this for for quite a while. He came he came with so much fire and so much info and and just and just great content uh, that will be I'll be I'll use I'll use for a long time uh, and it'll be I can I can probably have a month's worth of a podcast from this like 45 minute call that we were just on uh, with him and, and talking about that stuff. But one of the things uh, that I want to talk about, he, he is mainly about being team oriented and he talked a lot about the Belichick way, the Patriot way and how, um, you know, how team when you're, when you're putting, you know, yesterday I was talking about contribution and I've talked about that quite a bit and, and putting the team, putting others before you and how, how things will, will come will come to you as you 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 quit being so selfish. But a uh, number of points that I will end up hitting on. Uh, but one of the things that he hit me with today is uh, he talked about how if if you master the little things, the big things will naturally be mastered as well. And I'll share the story in a little bit that just crushed my soul as a Seahawk fan. Uh, and I'm going to tie it into a book my dad got me Oh, for Christmas, it must be eight years ago now. I mean, it was it it was a while ago, and I'll tell you what, I never, I didn't make it past page twenty one. And the reason I didn't make it past page twenty one is because I was I was blindsided. And as far as long as I can remember, I have hated the Yankees and the Patriots. I've never liked the Patriots either. The fact that they beat the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. On interception on the goal line, that <laughs> that is even more so for me not to like the Patriots. Well, something happened today as something happened eight fateful years ago and my dad gave me this book. He got me this book for Christmas called The Yankees Suck. And I was like, yes, I can get behind this book 100%. Let's start reading it. Let's start, let's start bashing on the Yankees and how much they cheat and how much I don't like them at all and all this stuff. And then as I get into it, it starts talking about George Steinbrenner and how he decided to 
basically, you know, I, I, I read this eight years ago, so this is what I, this is basically what I remember of it. So it may not be exactly to a T, uh, what was, what was, how it all went down, but it's the overall, overall, uh, idea of, of what happened where he started, George Steinbrenner decided to start his, his yes network, which is basically the Yankee, just the Yankees channel. And in the meantime, teams like my Mariners, which I can't even claim anymore because they drive me crazy because I, I, I'm not going to get off on that tangent. But they don't spend money. They would rather have more bobblehead and train nights than they would care about uh, winning games. So, But in baseball, there's no salary cap. So you can spend as much as your organization is willing to spend. And the Yankees have – you can argue that they've, they've bought championships. And how do they buy championships? Because they had money to do it. Well, Steinbrenner – ends up ba- basically starting his own instead of selling the rights for him to or for a team like Root Sports is which the Mariners are on instead of the Mariners selling uh selling the rights to to broadcast their games to Root Sports who makes the money off of the revenue off of it Steinbrenner decided that he was going to start his own media network his own channel that played all the Yankees games. So he got all the revenue from that. So basically in one pocket, he's putting all this money generating this revenue because the way in, in baseball, they have uh, basically a revenue share aspect where every team, the Mariners are one of the worst teams every single year, but they're one of the most profitable teams every single year, which doesn't make sense. Right. But in that system, the Mariners are spending nothing and they still get their equal share of of the profits that go around um, for Major League Baseball. Well, the Yankees decided they're going to create their own media. They make all that money in the media. They take that money from that pocket, left pocket, put it in the right pocket, and they start paying their players. And so I'm sitting here going, all right, so they're generating, they're able to generate more money um, off of their off of their team that doesn't get shared because it's not jersey sales. It's not anything MLB. It's that they made their money outside. And so how can anyone look at this and go, Steinbrenner is not a genius. And now me, 21 pages into this book, I got to throw it down and say, dang it, dad. I hated the Yankees. I hated the Yankees. And now I got to look at this guy and think he's a genius. And so I was so upset with it. Well, Heath Evans, thank you today for crushing my dreams yet again in a sport that I love way more than baseball. And what happened was... (laughs) Uh, we start talking about the Seahawks on the goal line, Seahawks Patriots goal line Super Bowl, where everyone knows the ball is going to Marshawn Lynch. Uh, Heath did say, and I've heard a number of, of professionals and experts talk about this, that that passing the ball was the right call in that in that uh, scenario, where it wasn't just give it to Marshawn like that. Obviously, you could you could bash, you could try and and get Marshawn in. He probably would have got in. I'm not going to argue that he wouldn't have. But statistically speaking, uh, the call to throw the ball was not a bad call. But what he did say is when he talked about, and this is where we're talking about where if when you master the little things, the big things will naturally be mastered. So on that play, he talks about how Jermaine Curse just he caught the ball, b- like bobble catch, right down, like bouncing off of people. He catches it, and then Marshawn Lynch runs down to like the six inch yard, or six inch mark, and. They drop back to pass. Well, in this play, the wide receiver, which is Jermaine Curse, was supposed to run the defensive back, Malcolm, or not Malcolm Butler, um, Brandon Browner, straight back and push him off the ball enough to where 
Malcolm Butler would have to go. He couldn't go directly at the ball. He would have to go around. Well, what happened was that Brandon Browner realized that that was the formation. That's what was going to happen. And so he came up on curse to close the gap because all he had to do was push Brandon Browner six inches back to get in the way of the other defender, Malcolm Butler, coming around. He would have had to go all the way around instead of stepping in front of Ricardo Lockett, who is the receiver that the ball was thrown to. And this is the little thing. So they all recognize this on the field. And this wasn't Belichick running out and say, hey, hey, this is what you need to do. These are the things that they practiced. And these little things that they took care of, they looked at the way uh, Curse lined up. How did he line up? He was slightly, instead of being straightforward, he was slightly turned in. So they knew he wasn't going to come off the ball hard uh, because the ball was going to one spot. This wasn't read who you're going to pass to. They were throwing this slant, which was the route, which basically the receiver takes a step forward and then goes slants towards the middle of the field. But what happened is that all of this, all these little things that they mastered, they looked, they looked at scenario. They looked at where the position of, um, of the, the two receivers and Browner came up and allowed Malcolm Butler to be free to, to slide right in and, and intercept the ball. And in the end, the Seahawks end up losing uh, the Super Bowl, and you look, <laughs> you look at this and you go, "Oh, you, you first thought is you're mad at Pete Carroll, you're mad at Daryl Bevel, those are the coaches, head coach, and the offensive coordinator for the Seahawks, and you get upset and you say, just give Marsh on the ball, and that is, I don't, there was still time left where they could have ran it and not got in and still still win again, um, but." You look at it and you, you get upset in this, just like the Steinbrenner thing where, where he's, he decided that he was going to, he saw the rules and he saw, he analyzed everything and said, you know what, what we're going to do is we're going to make our own money over here so we can spend more money on our team. And same here where it was in the details, the, just the little things that everyone was on the same page, all the stuff that they practiced, you know, Heath Evans was talking also about how he, when he played for the Seahawks. You know, he played under under Mike Holmgren, and it was kind of a little more loose than it was at at Patriots. You know, they would have their their meeting at eight a.m., and if you weren't there, um, you know, by six fifteen, you were late. As opposed to some other locker rooms that he was in, that if you got guys strolling in at seven fifty six right before it started, so and and it and how it was just a culture, and it was everybody wanting to be there and wanting to be better for the team, but they all focused on just those little things. And as much as I hate the Patriots, I can't help but have a tremendous amount of respect and admiration for Bill Belichick, which I don't want to have. I want zero of that. Just to be clear, I am not a Patriots fan at all. Um, but you know, sometimes, sometimes you, you you have to respect people that you you don't like. Like you you don't have to. You know, I've said this before. Uh, you can learn. I think the episode is called "Learn from Those You Loathe." You don't have to like someone to learn something from them. And I think we we typically get caught, get ourselves caught in a bad situation and aren't able to learn from somebody because we are so worried about uh, what our feelings are towards them. And and to be honest, to learn something <clears throat> should be should be emotionless. You really shouldn't have any emotion whether or not you can learn something from somebody. And and that's uh, that's kind of what happened to me today. So thanks, Heath Evans, for. Uh, getting me to respect someone that I didn't like before based just on, I don't know, 
anger of the, of the Seahawks not winning. But uh, but thank you for that. But anyways, yeah, just remember the master the little things, all the little things, and the big things will fall into place and uh, they'll naturally be mastered. Sorry, right, guys, I'll be back behind the mic tomorrow, hopefully with an update with my daughter winning going on to the semifinals. Have a great one. Hey, thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe and please leave a comment. If you'd like your free copy of Four Ways to Leverage Your Existing Real Estate Business or to apply to join my team, go to theretiredrealestateagent.com for your free growth path.